0: wherever podcasts are available. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Head to Gamefly.com slash Far Beyond for a free premium 30-day trial today. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation... Beyond. Beyond. And that's it, really. There's just two Beyonds today. Mm -hmm. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond episode 520 or something. My name is Max Scoville, and I'm joined by
1: Brian Altano. Hey there. That's it. Just him. We pardoned everybody else, like, the good Thanksgiving turkeys that they are. They're gone.
0: Let's call this the the Beyond Thanksgiving special.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, the root of Beyond is two people talking together, and we're going to keep that going.
0: Yeah, up to five people, no less than one, but really at least... A conversation will be had. Um, Has there ever
1: been a one-person beyond? I don't. know. I feel like Greg. Greg could have pulled that off. This is what the daily fix is, basically. Kinda, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, we've got a, we've got a great show lined up. A lot of big things to talk about today. Uh, yep. Not really. It's the week of Thanksgiving. There's like three games coming out, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone's kind of just sort of, uh, you know, chugging away on game of the year stuff. Um, we're kind of past that point where all the big games are out. That's that's sort of it.
1: Um, yeah, this is not really a uh, what was it Far Cry Three kind of year where stuff sneaks out early december where there's a couple of games here and there um but you and i have specifically been playing a lot of battlefront and you've been playing a lot of skyrim vr which is sort of a surprise it kind of snuck in at the end of the year yeah it suddenly just became a very skyrim heavy month for skyrim it's fans a lot is, of ways you can play a six-year-old yeah. game um so i think there's a lot to talk about but uh yeah everyone else is either sick or they left for the turkey trot mm-hmm. vacation They're yeah off
0: to eat the meat andrew's got diarrhea uh zach is in a funk Yeah. And Marty has uh, Slime's disease. It's true. Uh, But no, uh, yeah, we're just going to hang out and talk about this. Uh, We didn't get to talk about this last week, uh, Battlefront 2.
1: Well, to be fair, the Battlefront 2 that we talked about last week – has changed it's a completely different game than the one we're playing this
0: yeah game. so real quick let's let's catch this up everybody hates this game because it has it has microtransactions in it yeah and uh and ea was like there was a huge kerfuffle on on reddit and everyone got mad at it because it, allegedly it's like pay to win and ea was like actually we listen we want to do the thing that you told us that we shouldn't be doing yep. so we're not going to do it and we're removing we're turning off microtransactions temporarily and everyone's like they're only turning them off temporarily so that they can turn them back on at a later date and it's like well,
1: yeah okay. so this um From the outside looking in felt like a big win for gamers, right? Mm Because they were very outspoken about this thing. Uh, going in, what we knew, and it was, it's, this is like, to be completely honest, it's been really hard to sort of like cut the meat from the fat on this whole thing because I can't actually tell what's what. So going in, I had read articles, uh, on a number of different websites. I think even IGN had published a few about how it would, it was basically set up to take something like 60 or 70 hours to unlock a single hero in the game. Um, 70,000 credits or 60,000 credits was, I believe, what Darth Vader was set at. Uh, On top of that, people did the math that it would take something like 2,100 hours to unlock every single thing in the game, get everything, upgrade everything, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, So there's a backlash there. Uh, On top of that, there was the fact that there's this kind of like what we were calling pay-to-win loot crate type of situation not like the loot crates you get in every month in the mail that have like socks and a bobblehead but the kind where you would put your credit card in a psn which i assume it's there already you would buy a crate uh which would give you a randomized set of items and using those items you could either make your character more powerful or you could upgrade pre-existing cards that you had already which many believed led to a sort of pay to win strategy Mm -hmm. so if you went in there with a hundred bucks um, you had a significant chance over me yeah, who didn't, right, right? right. Well, the whole thing so – it's,
0: yeah. it's really – to say you upgrade your character is kind of disingenuous. There's no character. It's weird. Everything yeah. is – there's so many different sort of intersecting currencies at work that it's very hard to actually like kind of separate the forest from the trees and figure out yeah. what microtransactions are even doing because yeah. there's some stuff that's that's cosmetic and there's some stuff that is – like you level up your star cards – uh, and there is the usual, the usual, um, you know, BS where if you pre-order the game or got the deluxe edition, you come, it comes with a code that unlocks a bunch of crap in there, which is pretty much what they did last time around, where it was yeah. like, if you got the deluxe version, you get Han Solo's blaster, which was the most overpowered gun in the game early on, which gave you a, a, an edge right out the gate.
1: Uh, in which this they case, eventually though, went on to buff a little bit.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, in this case, I think we did a, a video back when you could, when you could actually buy star cards, we bought a hundred bucks worth of them and just open them all and got nothing and yeah nothing really came out of it no. which is which is also crappy that's that sucks uh but again microtransactions are a thing that exists in AAA games yeah and i know people hate that and they're like this should only be in free to play games if i paid 60 bucks for the game i want the full experience uh i mean the full experience is still there you just kind of have to work for it it's it's um, kind of odd so so like to, just to clarify yeah. like other games that do have microtransactions this fall uh south park assassin's creed call of duty shadow of war yeah.
1: that's a few of them well i think okay so hold on let's 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 cut back to the timeline real quick and then we'll have a deeper talk about that because i think the timeline on this is super interesting so what gamers did was they were incredibly outspoken about um a the amount of time and credits and whatever grinding we'll call it uh that it took to unlock a hero um my thoughts on that real quick are uh first of all you buy video games and you play them and you unlock characters that's kind of a thing that's always happened mm-hmm. that said I, I I do think that it was very high I think 70,000 credits or whatever it was for Vader's is way too high so they kind of knocked that down they knocked it down to 15,000 now of all the characters in the game that you can unlock I believe Vader and Luke Skywalker are the only ones that are 15k the rest are 10k except for Iden Versio who's 5k when you beat the campaign you get 5k plus some extra stuff that you'll probably unlock while you're beating the campaign so let's say Just playing a couple hours, you'll get enough for a couple a couple heroes. Mm -hmm. That's safe to say. So EA looked at that, they buffed that, they knocked it down, they made it easier, more accessible. Good. Great. Microtransactions still in the game via loot crates. On Friday, afternoon, 5 p.m., I think you had left, or you weren't here, but you had uh were you here? Whatever it was, or I wasn't here. Thursday. Thursday afternoon. You had left for the day, we had done up at noon already. The news came in, uh Jason Trier from Kotaku tweeted out. Right. I'm hearing that big news is coming in about Star Wars Battlefront. We're hearing that this game, which was unlocking for the general public at 9 p.m. that night, was about to lose all of its all of its actual currency interactions with the real world money, a.k.a. microtransactions were being stripped from this game completely with hours to launch. And from when what we had heard was Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, got on the phone with the head of EA and he said – Fix this mm-hmm. immediately. We were not privy to that inf- that phone call. Right. We don't know exactly what, how it went down. I
0: mean, what led to that is the fact that it was people going after the purse strings, like which I I, yeah. I support. To an extent. I Mm -hmm. mean, the thing is, is uh, we've seen we've seen gamers, the Internet, the online community, whatever you want to call it, uh, get incredibly reactionary to EA doing stuff that EA is prone to do. And I think, honestly, people just kind of want to hate EA. They do stuff that I don't like. Same. Uh, Yeah, agree. But I mean, like this reminds me of of the ending of Mass Effect 3 thing, which was sort of just like I thought that that just left such a bad taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, like the ending of Mass Effect 3 sucked uh the the bulk of the game was good though i don't know and people people were mad that that um you know star wars the old republic was a a paid mmo rather than another uh, single player rpg and they hate that um I mean, EA tends to follow like market trends, and they try to do stuff that they think is going to make the most money because they're is coming a, ho- a company.
1: Yeah, and this is coming hot off the, the tail of them canceling a AAA Star Wars exactly, game via yeah. Visceral, shutting down that entire studio. So from the outside looking in, you go, okay, this is the company that has the monopoly on the mm. console or this kind of big picture Star Wars license. What's, what they've done in the last two weeks is they are marketing this AAA shooter that mm-hmm. uh, has microtransactions in it, and they shut down a single-player Star Wars yeah, campaign and then I put was, out this press release sort of being like single players, not really what people want anymore. They're not good at really reading the room because no. they're talking to two
0: different groups at the same time. They're yes. talking to their investors and they're talking to the people who buy their products. Yeah. Uh, I was on the way to work and I was in, a, in an Uber and I was listening to – the radio was on and it was like the boring like dad financial radio station, which I don't really listen to. But it's always incredibly jarring when – Re, like real life radio stations for grown ups talk about video game stuff that we yeah. talk about. Yeah. Uh and they were like, oh hey, so um EA's stock has gone down because it's uh this new game is getting torn apart on the internet. And again the game wasn't out yet. The game yeah. had not been officially released. You could not go into the store and buy the game. If no. you had pre-ordered it, you get early access or whatever. But yeah, was there just- was
1: early access through EA, early access, and if you pre-ordered the special edition mm-hmm. through PS4, and I'm not sure other platforms, uh, which was $80, it unlocked for you on Monday night, which sure. it did for me. Um, But that's where I think the Bob Iger conversation came in because yeah, this right. surfaced to like this CNN, is, right? The,
0: the money people, the ones who were like, they don't care about what EA's making. They care about the EA stock and where it's going. Yeah. They heard that... Oh EA has pulled the plug on something that directly makes money in the game and it's like the the guy on the radio was like, "Oh and the the, the stocks people aren't happy about that that EA's backing off on a on a, a you know a, a thing that
1: makes money." And it, it's yeah. just it sucks. It's so gross. It's just it's so whole,
0: gross across the board. Yeah, it's just it's a so, big it's a big gross so mess across the board. Gross.
1: My assumption is that Bob Iger looked at this game as almost borderline brand damaging for the Star Wars brand, sure. which is like you know not an infallible impenetrable brand like we've seen it have its dark days before we've lived through those dark days Mm -hmm. um and i'm not talking about the prequels i'm talking about there were like years between uh movies where just games came out and they weren't Mm -hmm. really that great and you know there's some toys here and there and some books here and there but nothing a whole really not really a whole lot of stuff right um take for example the star wars connect game like Oof. Which, right, yeah, Oof. sorry Oof. sorry to even evoke Oof. that trash. But things have been worse. Uh, but that said, they stripped all the microtransactions out of this game, and so it left a lot of us, including our official reviewer, Tom, who's reviewing it here for IGN, was ready to pull the trigger on his review. The embargo had lifted. He was ready to go to give our audience the reader service of being like, this is the game that you'll be playing at 9 p.m. tonight. And we had to pump the brakes, cancel dinner plans, sit down and go, okay, no, this is the game you're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. And what he found that... Um, I think a lot of people are agreeing with um, is that the microtransactions after everything, after all the backlash, after the most downvoted post in Reddit history, which came via a a community manager at EA, what he's found is that the progression system in this game is kind of a mess with or without microtransactions. Yes. And I think now we can sort of segue into our own personal experiences with the game and where we agree and disagree on, on that kind of stuff. But it seems like a lot of this was overblown, but also that gamers did do a good thing of surfacing this the way they did because they did bring down the credit value of the heroes. They did get to – I think the way the industry looks at microtransactions will be forever changed because of this conversation. We saw CD Projekt Red, uh, who created The Witcher, they're making the new cyberpunk game, tweet out the other day about how we are making a, we are making a badass, no bolt bull- <laughs> RPG mm-hmm. just like The Witcher – we're gonna leave the microtransaction up to other people.
0: I mean, those guys have always been Mr. Good Guy when it comes yeah. to this stuff. They were like, "Hey, uh, we saw there was a season pass for a second, but it's actually a free season pass now, so it's not really season pass. We're just we'll just push you updates that you can have for free." Yeah, and we'll keep updating the game. They were like, "Oh, sorry that the graphics weren't as good as they were in the E3 video. We've uh, we've updated the graphics and they're better now." Like those guys can't do any wrong. They're wonderful. Yeah, love- and,
1: and so they're 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 good guys on the side, mm-hmm. right? But it feels like when other companies try to do very similar things, um, words like DLC microtransactions, season passes, post-release content, all of that gets sort of conflated into one big negative ball mm-hmm. of you're ripping off the consumer. And I'm torn on that because at its core, some of it or a lot of it is we made a game, you like the game, we want to keep creating more of the game for the people who like the game, right? That's at its core what DLC is. It's, yeah. extra, it's content that you download a <laughs> bowl, Right, right. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) That's a a a good way of summing it up. Yeah. So and then a microtransaction is effectively something you purchase for an incremental fee, Um, which, again, is the coffee we're drinking, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You don't always have something to show for it afterwards. And I think where things got sketchy with Battlefront, people thought. If you try to unlock stuff in this game, it'll take you 100 hours. If you want to shortcut it, you take out your credit card. And so anyone with more money than me can beat me at this game by getting better at me faster by buying their way to the top. And the reality is the game doesn't actually play like that. It no. looked like it did from the outside coming in, and we all assumed it did because EA is dirty and sketchy, and um, a lot of disgusting mobile tactics are folding their way no, it's, into consoles. It's, honestly, but it's, the it's same, not the way it rolled out. It's
0: the same way it was with the with the first game. Mm-hmm. It that had that also had I think it was I think it was after launch that there was like hey uh, if you want to buy a bunch of the weapons you want to unlock everything you can pay twenty bucks and get all the stuff unlocked yeah which is straight up that's. I don't know if at that point, if like post-launch, if that counts as pay to win because you're already at a disadvantage if you're jumping into a game at like level zero with no experience, and there are people on there who have a hundred hours logged. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I was
1: playing, I was playing like a ten v ten match in 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 Blast, which is the kind of yeah. like, um, just pretty classic yeah, just shooter de- mode deathmatch yeah. death and uh we were on the kashyyyk map and eight battle droids figured out this one corner where they could set up turret guns and stand in a circle and none of us could get in yeah and i was like this game's been out for three days and these guys are already like top notch and this has nothing to do with star cards this has nothing to do with pay to win no. this is just six good friends who got their <whistles> together yeah totally and totally to kill me
0: This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It has gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty World War II, NBA 2K18, Madden 18, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day, which is a lot cheaper than dropping 60 bucks on a brand new game that you can't stand playing. Plus, you don't even have to leave the house. Oh, and they rent movies, too. Normally, a Gamefly trial only lets you check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com slash beyond, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it out today again at gamefly.com/slash far beyond. Uh, no, I mean uh, that's the thing is it, it really sucks to have this conversation about sort of the the politics surrounding this game when the game itself has plenty of stuff wrong with it that's totally worth talking. Yeah, about. I'm I I think this is the biggest disappointment this year for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helps that I was looking forward to it a whole lot, which honestly, that kind of makes it that's you know high expectations is higher chance of disappointment. Uh, And I played through the campaign. I thought it was fun. I can also see the parts where it was like, oh, you wanted to do something way more ambitious with this, but you couldn't. Uh, And then getting to the multiplayer, I was expecting something, uh, I think, much more fleshed out than the first game and since the first game I got really into Battlefield 1 which is a much more technically ambitious game there's a lot more wiggle room for uh, goofing around there's Mm -hmm. actually a class system that makes a difference there's objectives you can spawn on your squad like there's all this stuff that you can do and even there's a
1: Tusken Raider weapon
0: (laughs) yeah weirdly enough you can get a gaffy stick in Battlefield but you can't get that in Star Wars Uh, and at the same time I don't know Battlefield's also been out for uh, I mean that's that's a series that's been around for a decade and and that's a game that's been out for a year so they had time to kind of iron out the wrinkles and find that formula that works. In the case of Battlefront, this is like the second time doing this and they were like, oh, the first one did great. We want to do even better this time. Let's throw more money at it and more people and try to make something bigger and better and you know it just it reeks of I mean too many cooks spoiling the broth like there were I think there was a lot of design by committee there and a lot of people coming in and being like uh w- we saw that people uh, like I mean you look at the the kind of the heroes and villains mode that always kind of wanted to be mm-hmm. overwatch uh, and it I feel like parts like elements of that bled over into the into the campaign one thing I've hated since the first one is that your gear never feels like gear it feels like abilities like you equip a weapon. Uh, Like you can't, I guess you could in the first one, you could actually swap out loadouts with a a weapon that you found on the ground, I think. Uh, But in, you'd, you'd get like a blaster that was a card. And like, to me that just feels like some magic, the gathering garbage where it's like, give me a blaster that feels like a, an item make make it feel like a, a thing that i've equipped my character with not like a like i use i you know blaster i choose you and then like casting this this yeah, disposable that, spell like. the
1: card system is is obtuse um the ui in general in this game is is pretty baffling um like i said like Uh, well okay i'll put it this way i've been wanting to have a conversation a nuanced mature conversation about the way this game actually plays um i find that impossible to do without getting called a cuck Mm -hmm. because if i talk about this game and i say i'm playing it people are like you're part of the problem and i'm like well like i one of us had to like dive in and see what this thing's actually about. Like I bought this game with my own money. Like I did last year. I think there's the assumption that we just get stuff for free all the time. Like I I jumped in, I bought this game, I'm playing it. I, my first few hours with it, I was frustrated. I was, um, annoyed in the progression system. I was upset at the, the way the UI folded into itself. I didn't understand what it wanted me to do. There were three different in-game currencies at play, uh, like crafting parts, credits, and also there's points. And there's gems. There's no gems. There's crystals. Crystals. You get crystals? Cry- yeah, crystals there's I have. crystals, there's <laughs> parts, crystals. there's credits, and then there's battle points. Right. And there was almost money, the thing in your, in your yeah, real and then actual, wallet. And there's actual dollars. There's yeah. physical. Um, so, but what I have learned playing this game is that the, the loot crate system, which is right there on the home menu, that you would think... Feels like something that would be integrated constantly into the game. Uh, Let me explain how it works real quick. Every single day that you log into Star Wars Battlefront 2, you get to open a crate. You get a free crate of the day. Whoop-de-woo. Guess what's in that crate? 125 credits, which is nothing, and five crafting parts. On average, it takes 40 to buy a card, 80 to upgrade a card to the base level, 120 to upgrade from there, 100, blah, 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 blah. It scales up. So you don't have to find a rare card in a crate. You can buy one for 40 and then slowly grind and build it up. Now, outside of those free crates, which are the only ones I've opened, doing in-game objectives actually nets you more credits, which you can apply to stuff and, uh, and and stuff like that. And that's how you unlock characters. So I tweeted this today because I don't want to repeat it. It's just easier to just read this. Um, So I played Battlefront for 20 hours. I've unlocked every hero. I've spent $0 on microtransactions because I literally can't. I've purchased zero loot crates and I'm regularly in first, second, third, or fourth on my team and I'm really enjoying it. Shrug. Uh, I thought the loot crates thing would be like a big issue here. I'm not buying them. You can't buy them with money. I'm not buying them with in-game credits because I'm using all those credits to unlock heroes. Now that I have all the heroes, I have literally nothing to spend credits on. So maybe I'll throw them at some crates Mm -hmm. to see what happens. But I'm having a perfectly fun time with the game, upgrading my stuff without touching the system at all. So I understand the backlash on this. I understand the fear that one day a AAA game will ship with pay-to-win strategy stuff in it. This isn't the one it just isn't it just flat out isn't and i'm yeah. glad we there was a backlash because the game got changed yeah but like i mean i'm glad there's a backlash because ea sucks for shutting down visceral like
0: yeah. i feel like they make they make games for their stockholders yeah shareholders whatever i don't know enough about wall street know that works but i i feel like they 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 make games to make money they don't make games to make games right and that sucks because a lot of really talented really smart really awesome people work there who really want to make the best games they can and i don't know that sometimes that's not possible and, and that, well, yeah, I, that sucks.
1: I wanted to talk about that real quick because it's like I think that there's this notion that um, like this Apple is rotten to the core, right? From every single possible angle of it. But like I don't know if I genuinely feel that way. And we, we've seen conflicting reports on where these this business decisions come from. And some people think they come from the top, right? That's the natural assumption. But We've heard recently that sometimes you also get the actual developers being like we have an idea – to implement money systems into this game. I mean, it does ensure job security and stability, right? To sort of go like, hey, our Hoth map made mm-hmm. a million dollars today. But I don't necessarily believe that the guy that modeled the the like tree on Endor or the weird baboon that runs across Kashik or like uh, <laughs> recorded the battle droid VO is also the same guy who's like, he goes like, roger, roger. And then he gets out and he's like, what if we charge forty dollars for a crate? I
0: like, like the idea that the guy who voices the battle droids is responsible for all of this. It's, so <laughs> like like, it's not. It's not from the top. It's from the guy who voices Oom-9, um the commander
1: of the. Well, yeah. So, droids. so you actually like, and it's weird. Like, I hate to be like, let's feel sympathetic for them, but like, games are not like you said the other day. Games don't grow on trees. Like, games are created. Not to evoke the Apple metaphor again, but games are created by hundreds, if not thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think every single one of them is in on the take. So this game specifically that was built in in three separate studios and then concocted in a laboratory by business people to have a flying missions and flying sequences that were done in, what, in, in England and mm. then shooting that was done in Sweden and then a single player that was written by a Canadian and his yeah. friend in... Where, it's just it's yeah in the yeah. South it's a lot of people there's a lot of people yeah. all over the place and i don't I don't know if every single one of them got together to create something that was vile and toxic, but someone came in with that business decision mm-hmm. and it in it, it completely took over the conversation about well, what's otherwise look at, a pretty fun game
0: look at titanfall 2 yeah like that is a game that i mean respawn was like hey uh our dlc's free we don't want to fragment the player base i think i think that had microtransactions in it i'm not sure it's pretty common they just aren't usually as uh i don't know egregious as they are in this case yep uh and that game underperformed. It had a single player campaign, which was really fun. Uh, there was a ton of great stuff Titanfall Two did, and I mean, it's funny you go on, like you go on on Reddit, and there are all these people championing it. They're like, "This is a fantastic game. Go check it out, please. Play it, play it." It's still underperformed. Like it didn't it didn't do what they expected it to do. Mm-hmm. And then EA bought Respawn, so Titanfall Three, whatever that is, it's probably going to have all kinds of stuff that pisses people off.
1: Yeah, and we uh, read some we read some numbers uh, over the weekend that. Uh, Physical copies of this game so far, just in the UK, are underperforming that of the original mm-hmm. game. Um, that well, being no, said, no kidding. Yeah. Well, in the last two years, we've also seen a 30% surge in digital uh, sales in just the UK alone. We've also um, seen like a, a 200%
0: surge in Star Wars stuff coming out. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's the other <laughs> thing, too. So I think there's a lot of factors here, right? You have more people buying digitally. You have, I would say, probably a f- fatigue or hesitancy to buy into a Star Wars game, especially after. A lot of people bought the first Battlefront and realized it's kind of, it was kind of a thin experience. Um, and also the fact that, yeah, there's been a, a toxic cloud hanging over this game, and justifiably mm-hmm. so. So bottom line, um, there was a lot of conversation. There was a lot of hubbub over this thing. I think the products that's there has its own set of problems, and very few of them are actually connected to the progression system as in loot crates. It's more like, why can't I pick a map mm-hmm. you know like how yeah, do i know no, there's what, no browser yeah, for, yeah how do i know no, what loadouts right for me what my game hard crashed three times over the weekend and i had to i had to do like a reboot of my system yeah but i mean like, look so at there's stuttering in cutscenes. look what? at
0: look at games in the first month that they're out like look at destiny and overwatch specifically are games that launched and everyone is kind of like okay mm-hmm. and then a few people stuck with it and more people jumped on it and honestly the people who are loudest in these conversations aren't necessarily the ones who are actually are right. playing yeah uh and then those games are virtually unrecognizable six months later or, or a year after release like they they attract their audience and the developers build on what's there and i mean mm-hmm. even even the last battlefront uh for for chumps like us who, who threw down for the season pass and stuck around for like rogue one dlc mm-hmm. they're that was a really cool game. By the end of it, there was oh, yeah. a ton of stuff they added in there. If they'd launched the game that they wound up with, it would be
1: an incredible game. And I guess you can st- you can still get it on sale for like stupid cheap. And well, that's the thing about this game, right? Like in six months or a year, and probably even Black Friday, like in this mm-hmm. week, this game's going to be discounted. And I think when this game gets fleshed out with all the content that needs to be there to justify it, as like big Star Wars fans, right? There's so much that I want. They um, cut out Dengar. Yeah, they cut out Dengar. Uh, like, Dengar the hell, in there.
0: Is Isn't Dengar? I love Dengar. He's a Probably. funny mummy. Um, honestly, like, it sucks for something like this that has so much kind of like, had so much hype riding behind it to begin with. And then just to have it just become this – it's not even a conversation about the game. It's a conversation about the company making the game. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's not a conversation worth having. But I'm sick of talking about Star Wars Battlefront. You Do know you know how messed g- up things have to be for me to be tired about talking about a Star Wars video game?
1: Well, we also can't. Talk about a Star Wars video game because we tried to, and it just gets downvoted to all hell. And I have to jump in the YouTube comments and be yeah. like, "Hey, just a heads up." No, and so uh, we didn't make yeah. this game. <laughs> somebody's going
0: to say we're paid off and we're cucks and snowflakes or whatever. And I we also, are. We I don't. also did say yeah. this game was the biggest disappointment of the year for me. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I beat the campaign. I thought that was all right. Uh, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm done with this for the time being. Mm-hmm. I will jump back into it when they drop some DLC. There is story DLC. This is one of the most head scratching, fisted like just nonsense things they had in here if you beat the campaign no no spoilers no here spoilers I uh, it it has an ending and it feels like it ends but it also has this sort of cliffhanger thing and it goes Star Wars battlefront to find out more of it Eiden Versio's adventures check out the multiplayer and I'm like that's not the story yeah it's not really it's it not make- believe nothing land to, over meanwhile, there. meanwhile there is a thing called it's called like uh Resurrection or something or whatever. There's like a there's a there is single player story DLC that's coming in like a month. Yeah, like in their first their first drop of of DLC, which is of course to kind of like it's to bump stuff to the top of mm. everyone's Twitter feeds and and news to make it something that's worth talking about again after the game is already out and people are playing it. Uh, get them back in there to buy the loot crates or whatever. But if you if you know there's single player DLC on the way and you end on a weird cliffhanger, maybe maybe just be like, hey, uh, yep. Iden Versio will
1: return soon for free. DLC form. And so I like we're back. We're back to that question that we've posed on the show multiple times now. And, you know, Alana was on the show and she had she had she had an answer to it and I had a slightly different answer to it. She made a video about like her take on it. But um, I don't necessarily know what is the good guy way to sell a video game in 2016 or 2017. Besides be like, here it is for sixty dollars and that's it forever. And you have everything. Right. Because I think if you say doesn't
0: work. It doesn't work. It doesn't. There's a thing called inflation, and there's the fact that they are making games for cutting edge hardware,
1: and yeah, yeah. games are more are more expensive to make. They take more people to create. Um, they demand more, you know, higher salaries and stuff like that. Uh, the argument, obviously, against that is that more people than ever are playing video mm-hmm. games now. To which I would counter argue, uh, yes, but that player base is fragmented over. Multiple different consoles. Like, I would say that the same person who buys Mario Galaxy on Switch or Candy Crush on iOS is a different person than you or me who. Are hardcore Star Wars fans who buy a casual Star Wars game, or hardcore Call of Duty fans who, by the way, are buying Call of Duty World War II, probably at record paces. It'll be the number one game on NPD this month. And it literally has an achievement for watching your friends o- open loot crates on the beaches of Normandy. That so, feels
0: I'm gonna be that feels like some kind of weird form of cuckoldry anyway. <laughs> yes, it's like great. hey,
1: I got a bunch of loot crates. You want to come over and watch it's, me open them? Mm. It's pretty gross. Um so we bought we bought the version of the game that had a hundred and ten dollar season pass um we got backlash to all hell for saying like we like it and this year there's the other version of it where they even stripped out the dlc um but there's an 80 version of the game i i don't know how you do it anymore i genuinely don't i honestly truly do not know why anyone would ever want to make a video game i just I, uh, don't yeah i love them i enjoy them i love playing them i will defend them until the day i die they are my favorite thing in the world uh it seems like an uphill battle especially a star wars game don't even yeah. bother yeah anyway um but i do, I do like battlefront 2 it's fun
0: yeah battlefront 2 it i, I, I like want the i'll, I'll jump back in when they put dengar back in there because i want to be my funny mummy he is a, a good mummy he's that a man. good boy yeah uh so i got skyrim vr for my playstation vr and i put that funny hat on and i jumped in there to play around in the in the land of skyrim and it's it's really cool
1: <laughs> it's really really cool so you didn't like it at first right so, yeah. so why did you come around to it that's what i want to know
0: um i don't know how to explain this uh so it's really it's it's the combat is is kind of janky it doesn't really it doesn't quite work no matter how you're doing it are you describing Uh,
1: skyrim or skyrim vr (laughs) i'll
0: get there in a second uh it it's overall incredibly just technically stunning and beautiful but if you look really closely you're also like those are some assy textures so yes it is skyrim in VR, <laughs> it is exactly what it sounds like. So, if you if you can forgive Skyrim for its weird, like weird quirks and 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 jankiness and inherent like just the thing, the, the fact that there's that same stupid like s- s- sweet rolls guard in, in White Run or just the the things that just don't work or don't make sense or the things that don't feel right, they're still there. Just now
1: it's in VR, which is an entirely different experience. Um, it's really weird because I, I literally just restarted Skyrim on Switch. I have a couple cross country flights coming up for the holidays and I was like, Yeah, I'll grab that bad boy, jump back in there, and jank around a little bit. Uh so does it? Is it the full game? Does it? Ha- does it start with the horse card at the beginning? It's the know? full game. It's so. It's the. It's the whole thing. And y-
0: I mean, the the thing I hate about Skyrim at this point is that I've replayed that intro so many times, yeah. and I'm just like, I wish they'd patched in something where it's just like you roll your character and it just drops you in the in the in the world and you're just like out there ready to go. Instead, you still have to go through that stupid tunnel. What do you, and who sneak do you play? By the, bear. In, by the way, I'm currently playing as an Argonian who I've named Dottles. He's gonna take his sweet
1: time. He's gonna dawdle left and right. Um, Cause I picked, I picked like a human elf woman, and I went to call her Zima, and then I screwed up and I put like Leo or like Lipa or something. How did you screw that up? I just I hit the button. I was touch screen. I was really tired. Fair enough. I think we went. You and I went drinking after Justice League. Yeah, and I went bad time to start that. I
0: went thing. wine tasting yesterday for like nine hours, and uh-huh. I got home and I was like. I am drunk on wine. I would like to go to Skyrim. Um, and the first time I was playing, I was playing with a controller, and it's like, it works. It's totally fine. They do something really smart, and I think I talked about this, is it gives you this like weird tunnel vision when you're moving, which just basically makes it look like you're you're staring through a cardboard tube, so you don't have any peripheral vision. So when you have stuff moving by in your periphery, it doesn't make you want to hurl. And there, it's still a little bit hurly if you're getting if you're getting jumping around too much. But it's like a really odd little fix, and after a while you don't really notice it.
1: How are you moving? Are you teleporting? So there's a few
0: different ways you can do teleporting. Um, you can. There's pie pie chart for for uh, horizontal movement. Uh, pizza I, slice or whatever they you know, the pizza slice, uh, t- Which is telemetry move, or whatever move yeah. in roundy triangles. Yeah. You go like click, click, click. Yeah. Um, and you can adjust that. It's, it's, I will say it's, it's got a lot of options to really, to screw with it. Uh, what's annoying is that if you start with a controller, you have to reload the whole game to, uh, kick it over to move controllers. I think I might've just been doing it wrong. Um, but yesterday I jumped in with move controllers mm-hmm. and it's so, it's so, it's so goofy and it's so stupid and I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. I completely just like i realized that it's um you know the scene in half baked when they're all kids and they all get high for the first time yeah and they go to 7-eleven and they get the giant food because they're all stoned yep and they're like whoa this this abba zaba bar is the size of a <laughs> surfboard uh that's what skyrim feels like in that and i wasn't i wasn't high or anything a little bit wine drunk but not high that's okay um
1: but this is like you live this, in california yeah. i won't judge you
0: this is such like a it, it it's all of the charm of of skyrim mm-hmm. but it's huge uh, and there's all this stuff like in Skyrim, it's like you're like getting around. You're like, I'm going to walk straight up that mountain because uh, this game is kind of busted in a lot of ways. And I can.
1: We were doing a. you and I did a Horizon Zero Dawn uh, Frozen Wilds yeah. DLC. Let's play the other day. Uh, and we were trying to get up a mountain. We were Skyrimming and, up. And the you just side kept saying that as a your vi- verb, like yeah. a Skyrim up the mountain, yeah. which is basically just like janking up the side yeah. of this mountain, doing jumps you shouldn't be you doing. Do it's like you know? silly
0: little jig and you just hop up the side. And it's which just, is it's such
1: just... a funny thing to do in like a post Breath of the Wild World. But here we are. right? Yeah
0: um doing that in vr is terrifying <laughs> it like totally doesn't work because you like I, I i get i get i don't get super scared of heights i get like a little bit like oh that's a lot of you get tingly thing. in your fingies not really now i have either. those playstation move wrist straps on nice and snug I Hope you said yes them. and i'd feel better about what i just said hey don't say tingly about. in the fingies uh but no like i was i started trying <laughs> to like skyrim up the side of the mountain as you do in skyrim and i was just like whoa i don't want to <laughs> do this and i like walked back down and took the path and i was like so I'm taking my time moving around this world yeah. as opposed to trying to rush through it. You're and playing it differently. Again, this is the full game. This is the full sort of endless, bottomless pit of a game where random side quests will continue spawning and the dragons will keep coming forever until you get tired of the game and move on. And yes, you can f- c- complete the main campaign in like three hours or you can go get lost and join the Dark Brotherhood or the the, the werewolf friends or whatever the hell it's people buying.
1: people are still finding stuff in this game. I was on the Nintendo Switch subreddit <laughs> the other day reading about like because it had been a while since I started this game and I was like, what are some like starter tips? I'll find something here. And this guy was just like, you know, I kind of prefer Breath of the Wild because like you find random stuff like dragons and this other dude was like, dude, this game has that times, like, a 100. All, he was like, my brother played this game for 300 hours, and, like, he just saw, like, the Headless Horseman for the first time, and, like, none of his friends believed him. I'm like, I don't even know if that's real, but
0: I had, a, I got in a fight with, a with like, a, a drower, which is, like, a zombie that yells at you or something. <laughs> like, I was in a cave somewhere, and I had my favorite weapon, which is the Mace of Molag Ball, which is, like, this heavy metal green mace that you get from, like, a, going in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And this dude yelled at me, and I dropped all my shit, and I, like, I lost it, and I... I think I went to like equip something else to kill the guy and then I forgot that I dropped my mace and 30 hours later, I was like, where'd I put my mace? And I left it in some dungeon and I was like, I lost a thing in a game. It wasn't like, oh, you lost a life or your thing broke. It was like, you dropped it. You lost a thing in a fake world. You can't go find it. And like, It's that level of just, like,
1: of insane... Can you find it? Does it exist somewhere on the map? It
0: it exists somewhere there. It might be, like, vibrating on the edge of a table or, like, stuck in a wall, but it's still there somewhere. It knows what that item is. It knows where I left it. It, like, it remembers stuff. It knows that in, like, certain burial urns, I left, like, a garnet for for some weird... I was playing
1: this terrible horror game recently called, like, Don't Knock Twice. It was Uh based off a terrible movie. I don't know what I was expecting. (laughs) But I had a key in my hand in the game, and I hit a button, and then dropped the key, and it fell in between like the floorboard and the door and it was just like yeah just like gyrating yeah and i was like i can't reach it and i couldn't open the door and i just like exist in this house as a ghost now <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that's kind of skyrim
0: yeah like, uh i love it because you'll be like oh I'm, I'm i'm carrying too many cheese wheels i better drop my stuff and you'll just be like in the middle of a field somewhere and you're like just this
1: weird, <laughs> this weird, weird, cat man. This it's like, weird pervert
0: just like littering. <laughs> you just put like a pile, like a bag of crap on the ground. And then, like, I don't know, hours later, you'll be back in that field and you're like, ooh, treasure. And you're like, ah, oh, wait, this is my crap. I left this. Here. It's my old cheese wheel. It's, like, Skyrim is so stupid and so stunning and so wonderful. And the fact that like Bethesda is taking this just beautiful disaster of a game uh, and putting it on both Switch and and on PlayStation VR is just like so wonderful to me.
1: It's I, not even an anniversary or anything, right? No. It's like six years. Or no, they something. were just of like, geez. "Hey, y'all remember
0: Skyrim?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah. And they were like, "Well, here is Skyrim once again. It's coming soon to the Nokia Engage, the Tiger
1: Gamecom. Well, it's weird because Texas we, Instrument TI eighty three. We got the NP- <laughs> We got the NPD results for uh, for uh, what is it October at this point, right? And um, Wolfenstein and Evil Within both kind of un- underperformed. I don't know if those games will be like, sort of long tail, mm-hmm. but like. For every time you're like, oh man, I'm worried about the future of single player gaming, I'm worried about it. Bethesda, what are they gonna do? They're like, oh, pull that old hat out again, that old Skyrim cap and just throw it out there and see what happens. Like I feel like we're like a year or two away from them being like, put it on a phone, put it on a Vita, put it on anything, just put Skyrim pretty, on mean, anything. Pretty much. That's yeah.
0: kinda how it is. And it's the kind of game that like you can go back to it, you're never gonna get the same experience twice because it it fundamentally doesn't allow for that. Uh, but I will say that in VR I'm completely like I'm i i'm falling back in love with it Mm -hmm. it's so it looks it looks like it looks like ass (laughs) it looks like cura, like somebody just printed out a bunch of magazine clippings and made like like paper dolls out of it like i was looking at a wagon and i was like it that wagon literally looks like it was painted by third graders like it's it looks terrible up close and of course everything in vr is up close right but then at the same time you'll be out walking in the night with feindal your archer friend and you'll look up at the sky and you're like that's the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> uh, it's just—it's beautiful. It's like stunning.
1: Be, is it because of like Skyrim is is fundamentally a PC game and PCs can scale to good or bad? And we've seen like videos. There are videos on YouTube of like the worst version of great-looking games, right? Like you get a you get a game like Skyrim and you put it on the worst PC on Earth, like a, a, a you know the launch Macintosh computer yeah. and it runs somehow. Are, is it is it getting a visual downgrade to like compensate? I'm for, pretty sure because it's running on. on it's not uh, running like the HD or. remastered version or anything right i mean
0: i can't i don't think so i can't i don't i think it's definitely scaled down for vr i can't really tell it's got i mean it's running at a higher frame rate i think because it is you are moving your head around and looking at everything Uh, I, I need to upgrade it with p s pro and see if that does anything right right, right. Um, well because
1: you're i mean the thing is with p s v r is like everything sort of has that like slight screen door effect um, uh, oculus has it to a different degree as well, so does the vibe um, i think it 's like it 's interesting because it 's about tricking your brain into not seeing that screen yeah. and being like i 'm here it 's like when you 're at a movie theater, if you can block out the exit lights on the left and right and you can block out the tall idiot with the fedora in front of you right right uh, then you 're like you're in Blade Runner, right? Yeah.
0: Well, like the cool trick for Skyrim and VR is you go up to Napa Valley and you pound Chardonnays for nine hours and you don't notice that screen door effect. Uh no, it's just it's so there's a couple little things I wanted to touch on that are just hilarious. Uh to move to move forward with the uh with the move controllers, you push the you push one of the 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 dedicated Move buttons, like those that big, weird, like, oval-shaped button that your thumb goes on, and it just makes you move forward, and you can move your hand back and forth, like, sort of like like you're holding a weird lantern, and you have this, like, disembodied reptile hand, or, you know, whatever race you pick, I zargonian. Argonian, in front of you, and that sort of steers you back and forth, you can kind of strafe like that, and if you want to run backwards, like you're being attacked by a huge spider, you you hold that button but you put you put your move controller over your shoulder like you're reeling up to like cast a fishing pole oh my god so i and it's like it looks so you look so stupid both in real life and in the game like you don't really feel cool doing it it's not this kind of like power <laughs> fantasy but it's so funny it feels i mean it feels like goofy vr you the bow and arrow stuff is so funny once you like I like I turn the difficulty way
1: down because of course, of course it, yeah. Uh, but you've, you the, you've you've beaten Skyrim yeah. plenty of
0: times. You're, but you get the bow and arrow. <laughs> and like there's no, I don't think there's any like reticle. Like there's no way to actually properly aim it. But I'm like I'm like tiptoeing <laughs> through these stupid cairns and there's these like draugers getting up and they're like Rrr! and I'm like I'm like holding this bow and I'm like holding it sideways and crooked like I've got wearing like oven mitts or something. And you and see I, your
1: hands all janking in front of you. Yeah, and
0: you like you get the arrow and you're like I I feel like you can almost not draw it back far enough and i don't know if you ever shot an actual bow and arrow it sucks yeah I was an arrow i took archery for two years in junior college because of course i did and that's weird, why i love skyrim fact. but yeah. i don't know like just sucking at a bow and arrow in skyrim is somehow really did funny you, did you art. see
1: legolas and you're like i'm gonna be that dude right there yeah
0: i yeah, mean I that's, that's the thing it's like i i like i watch i watch lord of the rings every year and those movies are like they're so like there's they're wonderful in a lot of ways and they're also like tons of ways are really corny they look terrible in in on blu-ray you're like oh i don't remember the ints looking that that crappy <laughs> and like skyrim's kind of the same way where i want to go back to it a million times in a row it's just this wonderful world to get lost in and just i don't know doing it in vr is such a is such a wonderful change of pace one last thing on this on this note that i absolutely adore in Skyrim, when you when you level up, it gives you that whole weird like zodiac skill tree. Yeah, it's like loosely inspired by like your iTunes catalog or whatever, and you like flip through all these different star <laughs> signs. And they're like, "Oh, you want to upgrade your cheese making, or you're sneaking, or you're like punching guys in their, in their sleep, or whatever the hell." It is. <laughs> in VR, if you turn around, you see the entire zodiac behind you. Like every single sign is just spread out, like you're in some kind of crazy planetarium. And it's just one of those, like, it's a t- it's the stupidest little touch. That's awesome. But that's, that's one of those things that in the regular game, there was never any sense of you were in, like, a physical space. You're looking at a menu. Well,
1: that's and I then, think that's what we talked about at the launch of the PSVR. Like, some of our favorite experiences with the thing were not totally, like, revolutionary. It was taking completely mundane moments in mm-hmm. games and making them incredible. Like, Batman holding up, a, a like, a billboard or, like, a, a clipboard. And he's just like, Martha, what's going on yeah. with this? And you just twist it in front of your face. And you're like oh my god, I'm holding the clipboard. (laughs) No, in
0: Skyrim, I'm just going around picking up like rocks and buckets and stuff and just being like, whoa, it's like a real (laughs)
1: bucket. I'm like, I have a real bucket. The way you're talking about the hands in this game, it feels like it's like 10% job simulator. It kind of of is, yeah. And that's the thing. It's also making me approach the whole game differently because
0: I'm like, I I don't really want to go and fight spiders for three hours. I kind of want to like... No, that sounds terrifying Yeah, the spiders do suck. I was just like, I I wasn't like, I didn't have like a full like far point like freak out where I was like, I need to get out of here immediately. I was just like... Well, the very <laughs> fact that, like, off.
1: the you for for five six years you played that game by janking your way, skyrimming your way up a mountain, and now you can't do that anymore because it makes you like w- like weird headed and nauseous. Yeah, it's changing the way fundamentally that you're playing these games. And I think that like when we first bought into PSVR, which you and I did, uh, we said to ourselves like we're doing this because we want to appreciate games in a new light. We want new experiences. And I didn't necessarily think that this is the way it would be. And I think for a long time we kept saying like give us new things give us new things give us some um, you know shorter bite-sized version of games give us Arkham VR give us like racing games where you do one lap and it's really cool uh, I didn't really think about like taking a game like Skyrim and then all of a sudden giving it to me in a way I- I'm playing it differently than ever mm-hmm. before like I suddenly want an uncharted game that's sort of tailored around this
0: I mean I'd be really happy if they just took existing v- virtual spaces like an uncharted level and they just let you move around it and look at stuff yeah because that's a, like the most the most mundane dame things in vr are suddenly really impressive climbing a mountain in skyrim is awesome in vr it's Kind of like a weird, tedious thing to do in, in the regular version well, of the game. But I you- got
1: really hyped for that that Assassin's Creed announcement for early next year. The like kind of museum mode thing, yeah, where it lets you kind of just walk around Egypt without crocodiles attacking you. God, and- I want to
0: I want to look at the crocodiles up close without them biting me. Yeah, legs. so I would
1: love something I'd love something like that in VR. Um, I would love like on top of the Uncharted photo mode. Like to me, I feel like you know one of the things we were talking before about Battlefront. Battlefront doesn't have a photo mode, but it's gorgeous. Mm. So I'm taking all these like screen caps with the share button uh, and. I'm wishing that it did have a photo mode and I wish something like that was standard but on top of that I wish every game had sort of like a museum room Mm -hmm. um, which the new you know the Bioshock collection has it lets you walk through Rapture and like look at like artifacts and I wish that was sort of standard for games because I think that would give us like a, a lot of long tail life on PSVR support and at the very least instead of having to play an entire game through with PSVR we could be like hey I can go back to like this really cool village in Uncharted or this cavern and I can just Walk around it in VR. Yeah, yeah. So no, I
0: mean, a, VR is just—it's—it's it's a wonderful, it's a cool experience. Uh, worth noting, the new—the new upgraded PSVR hardware is out now. We yeah, we got a, got a set it. of it in the office, but Dan Stapleton stole it so he could review it or play Skyrim or something. So we were literally going to have it on this desk and talk about all the things it does right and wrong. We don't have it, so yeah. it's Dan Stapleton's fault. Horrible man. Can't stand him. We'll get some time with. It soon, uh, though.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm. Still pretty angry about it. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. at the very Nothing least, it's it's reassuring to know that they're making more of this hardware and that means yeah. that they're kind of committed to it. Uh, I hope we get some more announcements out of, uh, out of PSX. Or, yeah, we're just uh, a few
1: weeks away. Yeah. Um, we will have... Some sort of beyond shaped things there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we will connect the dots and all that very, very soon. Yeah. I believe we only have one episode before PSX. Is that true? Maybe two. Something like that. Yeah, something I'm not keeping One or two track. episodes before PSX.
0: Uh, this week is, is seriously pretty much like the last hurrah of games to be released because, again, it's Black Friday and that's when everyone goes and buys games. Uh, real quick. That Planet of the Apes game, the the weird kind of choose-your-own-adventure game, is finally out. Which uh, you bought
1: called, by accident.
0: Right. Sony released it by accident. Uh, they put it up on, ago, right, on PSN, ago? and I was like, ooh, it's free. For, uh, game is out. Uh, I believe the reason they had to hold off on that is they were waiting for Apple to put the uh, companion app on the App Store, which is like – that tells you how weird and obtuse and not really game-friendly Apple is that they're like, yeah. we can't give you a, – we'll give you a window. So that uh, – I looked at it that uh, – the companion app because it's one of those PlayLink games that went up separately on the 17th. So they were probably like, all right, now we'll put it on PSN. Great week to do that. Uh, the game, it looks gorgeous. It looks um, – it feels very kind of – if you made a Telltale game based on The Walking Dead TV show – but there were apes in it. It's like really, really high resolution, gorgeous looking, like very serious
1: performances. But uh, doesn't it didn't really blow me away? No, it's kind of like it's kind of boring yeah all, all things considered um, which sucks because I love that trilogy I love mm-hmm. those movies I'm a huge old school Planet of the Apes fan I grew up watching those it's some like my favorite just horrifying dystopian sci-fi ever made just super creative stuff um, and the voice acting is great the mocap is awesome it's just yeah, and, not um, very fun to play Andy Serkis
0: was heavily involved with it I mean it's not really a game yeah it's an interactive story it's like a choose your own adventure thing you, you, you pretty much just choose uh, one of two options when you're playing but you can play it with up to I don't know a whole bunch of people people using using the app and everyone can sort of vote on what happens next which is interesting be kind of cool if that was like what tv became but it didn't so anyway um also out this week is the final fantasy 15 monster of the deep playstation vr fishing simulator i am desperately trying to get my hands on that because i hate fish but i like fishing so want to catch those those bastards down you, in this so, oh okay
1: so your your approach to fishing is to eradicate the population from hatred
0: i want to kick their asses without going down there that's good and that's and, why a stick with a hook on it is a good way to go at it and
1: if you do that in a video game they don't actually die you don't have to throw them back yeah
0: maybe the game makes that game actually i'm a little bit a little bit wary of that i played that um what was that uh the the vr game where you were like the the redneck shooting the the, the alligators wild dick wild dick yeah. we played dick wild in vr and uh that got to a point where there'd be like sharks and stuff coming at me, and I was like a little bit like ah, I don't it like it. It gets kind I get of I get worried about like
1: water. I don't know. I don't like yeah. it down there. I don't like water animals. Um, this is this is sort of in lieu of the kind of more full-fledged Final Fantasy 15 VR thing that we were promised like a year ago. Yeah, that was
0: supposed to be like prompto photo, mode. photo
1: mode, right? Which, Where he was just like doing selfies in front of monster butts and stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened with that, but we got a fishing game instead, which is cool. Fishing was really fun in that game. It's uh, a good
1: make good. Yeah, pretty strange.
0: Uh also coming to VR VR is a is a free game. If you got PlayStation VR, check this out. It is it's called Rec Room. It is a free social space. That they want to keep kind of adding to. It's they've kind of openly been like, "Hey, we they had an open beta for this for a while," uh, and basically, it, it like, it's just a playroom for people in VR. It's cross-platform, so I think it's also connecting with people on, uh, on Oculus and Vive, which is really cool. But basically, it looks like a kind of a Wii sports resort meets second life okay like everyone's just kind of goofing around and they, you have you make these weird avatars and that can have like robin hood hats and you go and you shoot paintball or you i don't really i guess you play a bunch of mini games but it's all in vr and you can like make friends or know, catfish people or whatever do you
1: remember playstation home could you imagine that with vr that was two ships passing in the night i feel like that would have been really cool yeah i think yeah. so too
0: just a, a strange space to get in and just have real strange relationships with people don't ever
1: say a strange place to get in and have real strange relationships playstation home in the i ever yeah I'll look you Sick.
0: dead in the eye and say all kinds of stuff. Sick man. Anyway. So a lot of great catfishing opportunities. If monster, of the deep <laughs> and rec room, uh, yeah. Also, uh, Axiom Verge is getting a physical release. This was this cool game. Yep. A lot of people really like that kind of uh, Metroidvania, Contra type of game.
1: It's very, very, very old school Metroid, like straight up NES Metroid. Yep. Uh And that's and it's getting a physical release with a whole bunch of uh, mm-hmm. kind of legacy stuff, art book and or art. art and There's all this, yeah, soundtrack. I believe comes to Vita too. Yes, which yeah. is awesome. So Vita releases. Uh, Vita lives forever, baby.
0: Yeah. Thank you for joining us uh, on our, our lo- lonesome old uh, Thanksgiving special. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this. I'm I'm Max Scoville, and that's Brian Altano thanks uh, yeah
1: thank you for being here with us we're yeah. very thankful to have you
0: you can find us on uh, on Twitter I'm Max Scoville he's Agent Bizzle yep. and of course uh, we do Up at Noon every week on on Thursdays noon normally that's Thanksgiving this week so we're not going to be doing that we're doing a very, very intimate Up at Noon for our respective families yeah I was saying I'm interviewing uh, a
1: developer uh, <laughs> is my father the developer of me
0: yeah I'll be doing an unboxing of mashed potatoes <laughs> uh, and uh, there will be uh, loved ones sounding off in the chat of the table around which we're reading it that's
1: true uh, yeah they will also call you bad things
0: yeah uh, thank you for listening uh, head over to the uh, podcast beyond Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. And, uh, you know, if you're feeling lonesome on the holidays, say hello in there, ask for some Mm -hmm. recommendations. Everyone's keeping an eye out for black Friday deals and just kind of having a good time with video games. Uh, yeah. On that note, I hope everyone has a wonderful, safe, happy holiday, and uh, you know, be excellent to each other. This kind of tiny year just kind of sucks. So, like, yeah, if you're if you're mad about the Star Wars game, there's a lot of other good ones. And maybe just I don't know, hug somebody. You yeah, know, get out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had a this. Yeah. This is a fantastic year for video games. So let's focus on that. Oh yeah. You
0: know? Um. So yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, watching, and of course, uh, head over to youtubecom slash IG and, and check out our funny, funny Let's Plays and th- other videos that we put there. Some other ones. The
1: end. The finish. Shh.